The UK blames India for blocking vaccines, sending away asylum seekers, Taiwan's naming crisis, and confiscated bitcoins in France. This is your TLDR News Daily Briefing for Thursday the 18th of March. In the first story of the Daily Briefing today, we discuss the upcoming UK vaccine shortage. Okay, maybe shortage isn't the right word, but effectively, the vaccine supply to the UK is set to slow down in the coming months. As a result, there was a bit of confusion yesterday, with some outlets, including us, speculating that it could be as early as next week that over 40s are able to book their first coronavirus jab in the UK. As a statement from the government later in the day made clear though, this will not be the case, as there's set to be a slowdown in the delivery of doses over the next month. Adar Poonawala, the CEO of the Serum Institute in India, who produced the AstraZeneca vaccine, spoke to the Telegraph and made clear that the Indian government is temporarily holding exports of the vaccine. This includes 5 million doses destined for the UK. As you'd expect, Mr Poonwala was keen to emphasise that it was the Indian government, not his company, that were restricting the vaccines from leaving India, saying it is solely dependent on India and has nothing to do with the Serum Institute. It's to do with the Indian government allowing more doses to the UK. And the Indian government is looking less likely to allow vaccines to be sent abroad following the rising cases over the last few weeks and days. Despite their decision to hold off on allowing vaccines to be exported, Health and Social Care Secretary Matt Hancock has made clear that the UK will still meet their vaccination target. It's also been made clear that anyone who's booked in to have a vaccine in the UK will still receive their vaccine. In the second story today, we stay in the UK to discuss some plans related to asylum seekers. We should probably say that we've already made a few videos explaining the system the UK uses to assess and house asylum seekers, and you can check them out by clicking the links in the description. While these videos might explain the system as it is, some people aren't too happy with the system as it stands. In fact, the Home Secretary, Preeti Patel, has claimed that it's fundamentally broken, which likely explains her motivation to change it radically. One of the more controversial suggestions designed to shake up the current system is to send asylum seekers abroad while their applications are being considered. Currently, asylum seekers are provided with housing by the state while their applications are reviewed in the UK, which is pretty standard procedure internationally. The main benefit to changing the system to this new model is that if the UK were to adopt the system, it would discourage those who try and enter the country illegally by crossing the English Channel. That's because genuine asylum seekers would know that even if they were successful in crossing the Channel, they might just be sent abroad again, so it would discourage them from even attempting the dangerous journey. Not everyone's convinced though, with the Labour Party branding the proposal as absurd and the British Red Cross stating that it would do nothing to address the reasons that people take dangerous journeys in the first place. What do you think though? Is it a good plan and one that addresses the fundamental issues with UK asylum? Or is it an ill-conceived, inhumane way of dealing with those seeking asylum? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Also, make sure to check out the TLDR EU video we've done on the routes migrants take into the EU. It's a video which didn't actually get many views when it was first released, but I think it's a really good one and explains the routes and paths that migrants are expected to take in 2021. 
In the third story of the daily briefing today, we move to Taiwan to discuss a naming crisis. Now, we all know what it's like when you see a pretty decent promotion and then jump on it. Hell, we live through the government's eat out to help out scheme here in the UK. Some of us though will go further than others when it comes to these deals. Perhaps you have to share something on Facebook to get a discount for pizza. Perhaps you have to collect 10 stamps for a free burger. Or perhaps you have to change your name for some sushi. Okay, well maybe no one knows what it's like to change your name to get some free sushi, but many people in Thailand do. That's because a chain of sushi restaurants promised them that anyone with the words Goyu in their name, which translates to salmon, would be entitled to an all-you-can-eat sushi meal for themselves and five friends. This prompted a wave of people to change their name in order to satisfy the conditions of the promotion. This has been dubbed as salmon chaos by local media, and even prompted a statement from the government. The Deputy Interior Minister said on Thursday that this kind of name change not only wastes time, but causes unnecessary paperwork. Despite this plea from the government, some appear to have still taken advantage of this opportunity. One college student boasted that he ate more than £176 worth of sushi on the back of the promotion. Don't worry though, we won't be implementing this kind of promotion on the TLDR store for pin badges anytime soon. In the final story today, we'll discuss the French government's plan to sell confiscated bitcoins. Let's just paint a scenario for you. You're the French government and you've managed to take a group of hackers into custody. As part of the arrest, you've seized 611 bitcoins. What do you do? Well, governments don't use Bitcoin to finance any of the services they supply, and it would just be a waste to let them sit around, collecting virtual dust. Therefore, if you were in charge, you'd likely do the same as the French government. Sell them. Given that the price of a Bitcoin is currently around $60,000, it's reasonable to expect that the French government will end up with a cool $3 million added to their public finances after they've made the sale. Not bad at all, especially when you consider that Bitcoin was worth only about $10,000 when they were first seized. So perhaps the French government are even better at hodling than Reddit. For those of you who think the news is too long, be sure to check out tomorrow's daily briefing. Read the newsletter by signing up at tldrnews.co.uk forward slash daily. Listen to the briefing by searching for TLDR News in your podcast app or watch the briefing over at youtube.com forward slash TLDR daily.